We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Eurostep Podcast Network. We're here to talk about a very important day that happened one year ago today. The Bucks won their first NBA championship in 50 years, and we're going to discuss the 2021 NBA Finals, obviously capped off by Giannis dropping 50 points to win Game 6 in Milwaukee. Bucks in 6 forever. That's for the culture. We are here to talk about this championship that we will be talking about forever. Whether they win more or not, I think this one will always have a very, very special place in all of our hearts. So we got the full house, myself, Ty Windish, my co-host, Rohan Kadi, and the Win in Six crew, Jordan Tresky, Adam McGee. My favorite question, although it's not quite as fun to ask today as it was a year ago today. Fellas, how's it going? Doing great. We get to talk. We get to talk about the championship, even though, like you just said, it might not be as good as it was in the moment. It's still a good thing. It's still a good thing because we get to carry these memories with us forever. That is the best part about this. You get to re-experience those feelings of joy, of adulation, just constantly. And I'm glad we're doing this. So I'm doing great, Ty. Jordan, go on. You can go first. What a what a what a stare down there between Adam. If you're not watching the YouTube, that was intense. <laughs> I'm doing well. I we have relived through memory lane. Um, it's also weird to think it's already a year, or for it to actually have happened because some of it doesn't actually feel real. Um, but yeah, it is. It's still it's. Feels like yesterday, but it also feels, again, I don't know. It's just out of time. It's out of time, and it's just transport. I 
instantly transport into where I was when all these great things happened and bad things because there's of course bad things that happened along the way jordan are you high no <laughs> i'm not the the traffic the to the deaf leopard concert got, yeah. got to him. did you roll the windows down on the way by or something? yeah i'm doing great uh i don't know how to follow up everything that's happened so far honestly but uh Always, always happy to talk about the Bucks winning an NBA championship. Been doing some revisiting today in preparation for this. And I, I, I know we'd always be like, yeah, we'll never forget how special it is. I kind of think I forgot how special it was and how rare it is and may continue to be throughout the past year. Um, there's probably elements of it that get taken for granted that we forget just how it felt and how unlikely it was at the time maybe we'll talk some more about that yeah. later how unlikely we all felt it was we're all true this year it's like they're the champs so we're like oh well they should go and contend to be the champs again that was not even though they're a really great team the feeling the whole way through the journey to being champions so given how the season finished and obviously the disappointment there and chris's injury and looking back on that having that season of separation between it i think i'm trying to remember just how unlikely it is just how weird the nba is and how you can't control when these things go your way and for that reason it being all the more special that they actually did it things broke their way they took advantage and unlike so many teams who the chance comes up they don't do it and then hey you could be waiting 20 30 40 or as we well know 50 years the books went and did it and we'll always have that hopefully we'll have much more but we'll always have that yeah the one note i i think probably for this whole podcast at least most of it on the 2022 Bucks team is it does kind of put it in perspective the time crunch that that this whole past season was because you know we are a month and a day actually more than that over a month from the 22 finals concluding to hit the one year marker on the Bucks winning it all which just shows you how much basketball they played 82 games and, and then playoffs all in like 11 months of the last finals wrapping up which is just kind of a ridiculous and unnecessary thing to do. They really didn't have to do that, but they did. I guess we're back on track and we played 82. Owners are feeling good about it, I suppose. But I do think what's been cool about this this lead up, I suppose, to the day itself has been a few days now where it's like, oh, it's now been exactly one year since Giannis blocks Aiton. And a couple of days, it's been one year since the Valley Oop. And I, I agree with you, Adam. I went back. I listened to most of our pod right after, heard myself yelling a whole lot. Uh, all the vibes were immaculate, though, except if your name is CJ McCollum or James Harden. Um, and if you haven't listened to that pod in a while or ever, one in six, our podcast right after right after they won the title on YouTube and on the pod feed, it, it's, it's worth listening back to. It brought back a lot of memories. But um, uh, re-watching some of those highlights, you, I think that's a good place to start on like the improbability of it all. Some of the plays that went in, the, the necessary plays for the Bucks to win the finals, like this wasn't the game is out of hand, this wasn't the first quarter, two clutch time fourth quarter plays that just should have like not even been possible were it not for Giannis and also Drew Holiday and a little bit P.J. Tucker and everyone in, in a way. But my God, watching the block and the value over and over and over again, I kind of took a break for a while, but now getting back into it thinking that it's been a year – 
It was like, I was just like getting emotional watching these plays. Like, oh my God, he really did this. Like, it's, it's really, it's like better than a movie. Like we talked about Rise a couple of weeks ago and that obviously was the rest of his story, which is even better than this. But the story of the Bucks finals really is like, you could not write it any better how this worked out for Milwaukee. You really can. I mean, it's, we talked to, I think we did a good job in the time not to pat ourselves on the back of like recognizing the gravity of the moment, recognizing like the storybook elements of the moment, because it, it, like you just said, Ty, it truly did feel that way. Like I get, we weren't as invested in this year's finals. Like obviously like we're, that's, that's a bias we're going to recognize up front, but can you say there are as many iconic moments in this year's finals compared to last year's finals? No. Anyone? No. no. You no. can't say uh, that. That's not just going to be a this year thing either. Like, I know we did touch on that in the moment and then in the weeks after last year. The Bucks got two all-time NBA Finals plays. Yeah. Like, the Sunblock and the Valley Oop are not just plays that are, like, right at the center of Bucks history forever. They are, like, signature NBA Finals plays. You're going to struggle to come up with two plays as remarkable as that. There are obviously some... And we remember them. But if you're to go back to the last 10, 15 years, the list is not super long in terms of what's more memorable um, or what were better plays. Maybe the books of this all will make some of it less memorable than, <laughs> for example, you know, Ray Allen's three-pointer or obviously LeBron's, LeBron's chase, down. chase down. Those are like or the other two shot. up there. Yeah, that's Kyrie the only finals I can remember. Yeah, that's the only finals I can remember with two iconic shots or two iconic plays, I should say. Yeah, because even other like your your get some playoff moments. Yeah, Kawhi's um, shot, but that's the Kawhi's shot, not, not the finals. Dame's oh, yeah. first round buzzer beater. Like these are not the finals. To, yeah. to the point, you're you're not stringing these together in back to back games in the finals. Like that's the thing that I think forever in the day, books fans will have to remember. But every year when it comes around, you'll be like, oh sure, that was cool, but it wasn't as good as the value yeah i feel like artist, a, artist on block just because yeah. i'm still i'm still on that particular side of the debate i'll, I'll be forever value but i think there's no i i shared this i think we don't need to argue about it i think you can obviously have no, your take but it their consensus the best two plays in bucks history sorry kareem 74 skyhook if they had won maybe that would be up there i i don't know it's kind of just like not to take it away, it's kind of just like the thing Kareem did all the time he did again. It's still cool. I don't want to take anything away from Kareem's greatness, but... I, I think it's, yeah, if they win, a yeah. whole different story. It's a combo, at the, least. The but. timing the timing of it is also a little bit different. I mean, Valley-Oop was, was late in the game. Valley-Oop was kind of a dagger. Um, but, hey, these are good conversations to have, which is probably part of what we'll reflect on here what we reflected on a year ago, it's like when you think of the kind of things we'd had to talk about in the history of uh, both of our podcasts and our collective time covering the books across all kinds of mediums to get to a point where it's like, yeah, what's better? Is it this play from the finals when the books won the championship or this play from the finals when the books won the championship? <laughs> that's, that's a very nice spot for us to be in. So I think, should we just share some of our, our fondest and favorite memories and just go around for a little bit here? Or is there anything else we should discuss before we get right into memory? Or maybe maybe let's start off with, what's something you didn't remember 
until either listening to the old pod or, or seeing some of the highlights or digging back in this week. Um, if there's anything that stands out that you're like, oh, yeah. For me, it was – I didn't remember Pat was pretty bad in game six. Um, it's like – uh, you I, refused to talk about the rafters agenda. I know. I, I, didn't, podcast. I didn't want to talk about it. He wasn't good, which, I mean, you can only be good. So, and he did have, he had eight assists and, and a, had, excuse me, eight rebounds and an assist. Uh, but it was 0 for 4 from 3. He had two turnovers, two fouls. By far a team low, minus 21. Um, that's why I totally glossed it over. And that's one, if, if the series goes the other way, that's not something you probably can gloss over as easy. And, it, you know, Pat's a role player. You can't expect him to be great every single game. But I totally forgotten that until I was listening. I was like, really? Oh, yeah. I forgot in, uh, in what is it, game five? Yeah, I think it was game five. Uh, the the Suns shot 55.2% from the field, 68.4% from three and 90.9% from the free throw line, and lost. (laughs) (laughs) They shot 100% from three in the fourth quarter of that game, and they lost. Ridiculous. And they kept up in the rebound battle, too. That game is is so drunk. They made more threes, and they made more points in the paint than the Bucks, and still lost. The Drew and Chris game. I kind of forgot that part. It was a mid-range game. It was yeah. a mid-range game for yeah. those. Yeah, those two having nearly sixty absolutely rules. I think it's. I think I definitely forgot that um, Giannis dropped forty-two in game two. I think that's where going through all of this is that like we kind of. I mean, it's more fun to acknowledge it this way <laughs> when things turn for the better in the series, but it's like those first two games obviously exist, and the context around Giannis actually playing (laughs) gets lost on it um a year later but i just i think we i can't i I mean it'd be interesting to listen back to that specific point in the series and our pod but just i think it was still like in a very like oh like it's great that they're still here mode and then when it turns when they win game three it's like oh Let's actually like win the series. <laughs> That'd be great if they can win a title. Um, game two was the Chris and Drew laughing after, and they both played bad. That and is right. Was yeah, super mad. Right. That that became iconic. And again, one of those things. Not, that, not everyone. Everyone wasn't super mad. I wasn't. Okay. Super mad. A lot of people were, were super. Yeah, of course. I didn't like. Really? It. I don't think I knew it happened until after the finals. Same. Because I, oh, I, I did not I, watch any press conference stuff. How unlike you, Jordan. Maybe that's... I think it's also because of work. That's also true. <laughs> my, my thing that I forgot, I was actually, until I listened back to our podcast, is uh, how under underspoken about it is, like in a comparative sense, that Ty is the same age as Janos. Something that I don't like to think about very often, to be honest with you, but... It is that's a, it's a deep cut, but Ty did make the point of saying that. Like, still a year later don't fully understand why what he was, what he was how, getting at with how that, under-accomplished I felt in comparison. It was just another way to talk about how much Giannis has done. You know what's, you know what's funny about that? Because I also said my age on that podcast, and then two people I knew uh, listened to that podcast, and they thought I was older than them that entire time until they listened to that podcast. And I was like, great, I, I really messed this up. So, so did three people who were on the podcast with you, Rohan. Yes. So no, you guys didn't think I was older than you guys, though. 
What? 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 The people listening thought they I thought was you were older. like in your thirties. Oh. Yeah. No, the oh, people wow. listening thought I was older than them. I, I have a bonus, by the way. I forgot because I watched the whole, basically like the whole end of game. Was it four? Uh, yeah. And I had forgotten that after the Aiden block, it's like basically looked like Chris was going to kind of ice the game twice in a row and miss both. And it got really nervy until Chris Paul kind of just fell over. And then the Bucks like rebounded and shot free throws and won it. But I, I, it's one of those two. I feel like you, I get the glossy. And I was like, oh, Chris probably hits one of his signature daggers here. And then doesn't, and then gets another chance, and then doesn't, and then later gets what was that like his the, uh, Devin Booker's nineteenth foul that isn't called when he makes the layup in transition after Chris Paul's turnover. Like there's so many little things. I was like, oh, I totally forgot we were fuming mad about Devin Booker not getting called for anything, and that was the most egregious of them all. Eight fouls in that game for Devin Booker. Yeah, still he did not foul out of it. Incredible. I've got I've got a real one. No, no disrespect. Oh, okay, well, yeah, my, my real yeah. one was my real one was not you being the same age as Alice. Okay, um, uh, I think that's pretty illuminating. But okay, go ahead. <laughs> but this one I might actually kind of bring us into some of the now in terms of two, and I think it's why it, why it stood out to me. What I'd forgotten is in the post game and in the interviews on the court with the championship trophy and the Finals MVP trophy being presented that Giannis doesn't really well up. We obviously know he'd been very emotional on the court immediately after the game, but he doesn't well up in the interviews or any of that until he turns to Chris and gives it to Chris. We did it. We fucking did it. Um, and I was just thinking quite a lot about that in terms of Chris being out and even the kind of conversations we were having after the championship, which is these are two guys that have been through it all together. They're essentially their only understanding of you know playing in the nba chris has some experience outside of that but it's really it's limited for both guys it comes through playing with each other and kind of working the game out together and it did just make me think more about that one in terms of how well Giannis did how close the books were to beating the celtics and then who knows what beyond that in spite of chris being out but also just I don't know, something beyond the X's and O's and something that isn't necessarily as apparent as kind of like, obviously they don't have a a brother's Giannis Tanasis relationship. And there are other guys on the team. We know Giannis is really close to Pat and they've worked out for all the years. Like him and Chris don't have that, but they have something that is kind of a deeper connection in a basketball sense that is just completely essential to how the books operate. And we know how much they missed Chris because they go out to the Celtics in the second round. But at the same time, I, I don't think we can fully tap into just how much Giannis misses Chris when he's not out there. Crazy. This is going to be this upcoming season will be their 10th year playing together. Wow. I was just NBA. thinking too, like, I mean, we know what it is. Like there's not a lot of Bucks players in history that have played that long together. And obviously they're approaching like games, appearances and all that stuff to have two players like that Cohen's or like share essentially the same history outside of, you know, there's no one notable. There's no one notable who's played together that long. In I mean, it's Sidney Moncrief and someone maybe Marcus. No, they didn't play together I, that long. Did Sid get to 10 years though? Was that not right when, when his knee like, got bad and he went to the Hawks and then he ends up coming back, I think. So he has 10 seasons with the Bucks. Remember, Sydney retired pretty young. 
I, I don't I don't think even he gets that. So I don't know if there is someone from yeah, that. Yeah, he got ten years. He on played the, ten exactly record. before. Yeah. Okay. But I don't know. Like I'm like a second player that significant the whole time. I doubt. I mean, I'll check quick. I don't think there was anyone Ex- who would expand it beyond the books and books history. Yeah. Recent. Yeah. I mean, since Jordan and Pippen. Stockton Malone, that it's era the Warriors, had the Warriors it's guys. The Warriors, Warriors, yeah. it's the Warriors. Yeah. that's that's kind of it, though, right? That would have got is, ten yeah. years. It yeah, it, it really is. It's just Dave and CJ game. may no, no not even CJ. That. No, yeah, no. that would have been maybe the second closest. But yeah, yeah, it's just. I mean, you want to say about CJ, bro? <laughs> I'm not going to say it again. Everyone can go back and listen to that. I forgot about that until I re-listened to it. <laughs> Sorry, CJ. Uh, you seem like a decent person, but I had to do it to you. That's the uh, the president of the MBPA to you, Rowan. Ah, oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, it's fine. Uh, no one, no one tweeted CJ, please. But yeah, it's it's Giannis and Chris. They're they're creating their own mark in not just Bucks history. They've been creating their own mark in Bucks history, but in just in terms of the greater NBA history. Like you said, Adam, maybe it, maybe the Bucks of this aren't going to have it remember it as much. Uh, for a lot of reasons, but they should be because they're they're doing things that have never been done that are in the rarefied air. And Giannis and Chris are they've been a part of it. They're going to be a part of it for a long time. I think both of them, both of these players, wants to be Bucks for life. They're both getting their jerseys up as soon as they can. Same with Pat, uh, but uh, and Brooke Lopez, what might as well. Uh, but yeah, it's just it's rarefied air. Might rarefied as well. Air. I'm, I might could do well some say, Brook stuff I've no, got to no, no. interrogate. Might as, might as well say it. Might as well say it. There's a few pods in our own No, 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 no. I found a graph from 2015. There's yes, basically you, there's one group of players. We forgot the Duncan Spurs guys all of played a bajillion games with each other. And then the other one I really wouldn't have expected, Derek Fisher and Kobe. Are, they played like 850 mm, yeah. games together. That's They're right. They're like 10 years, though. That's across two spans too. Because if they fishing. played a fifty, yeah, it must have been. Games? Yeah, yeah. And it is. Um, I, yeah, it's regular season only. Yeah, so Giannis, for oh, wow. reference, has only played like six hundred and fifty-six total regular season games. So yeah, that's that's a lot of games together. Giannis wow. and Chris would probably be around the bottom of this chart. Uh, Doctor J and Mo Cheeks played six fifty-one together. Um, so probably a little below that, I would guess, with missed games for them both. But a little less cheeks. Yeah, yeah less cheeks. Um, but certainly, I mean, I think we all hope. Rohan laughing at Mo Cheeks just cracked me. Yeah, I, I like, can already uh, see the smile on Rohan's face when you said that. Uh, no, don't try to turn this on me. Jordan made the joke. Come on. <laughs> you were you were laughing before the joke. Yeah. We could check the tape. We we talked about you potential more of it. extensions and stuff previously, but I think ignoring all that, all those discussions now with the offseason front office stuff, I think we'd all be thrilled if Giannis and Chris got near the top of that list and ended up playing a couple hundred more games together. Um, I, there's obviously a lot of different thoughts about Chris Middleton, but uh, we saw what a team with him, Giannis, and Drew Holiday can do one year ago. Still haven't lost a series together. That's right. We have our, our Celtics set, the, the 08 Celtics guys, whatever, they, whatever theirs is. <laughs> I don't remember what their version is. but ours It's the is, same thing. They haven't lost a series. And they're yeah, all because of injury. But yeah. I think theirs is all. I think theirs is all starters. We can just do Christianus Drew. No, because KG got hurt. The next oh game. yeah, whatever. Let's not talk there about is, the there Celtics. Is something, they talk about themselves enough. Yeah, let's 
there there is something and obviously we're nowhere near this too but it is kind of it's interesting to think about just when you're having that kind of conversation about Yanis and Chris as a pairing and the kind of legacy of it all. And we know the ages that kind of Chris is getting to and Drew is getting to. And it is going to be something that uh, Bucks fans are going to have to think about one way or another in the next few years. Because if the team doesn't perform to a certain level, there will be plenty of people who very pragmatically will be like, you got to trade Chris, you got to make this move, got to keep attending in Yanis's prime. Those moves that you then make don't always necessarily work out, though. And there is something to the way a lot of those teams kind of age gracefully. I mean, the Spurs kind of did that. Duncan Spurs, they were not year in, year out looking like a, a title contender, but they were a really tough out in the West. You could have put a run together if things broke their way at any time. And there, there is something to be said for that. It's This is the really kind of, I don't know, downbeat a negative thing that obviously we don't want to view the books next few years and the the prism of, oh, they're not going to get another one of these. But we're all also very, very in tune with that is entirely possible. That's what made this so special to begin with is it's not easy to get one. And it's just it's something I think more and more about as you see just on Twitter and people like, oh, you you could trade Chris for this or that. It's like. Is that the thing that two or three years from now will be will be fun to watch? And does it does it necessarily get you your next kind of your next championship? All of that is really difficult, but how special this team is and how special it's gonna be in people's memories long term. There's part of it that even as they get older, I I personally would be very wary of kind of wishing it away. Even in pursuit of something that in theory is better, because like what are we changing? This is as good as it gets. Yeah, you know, champ- championship is identical. Yeah, and we, again, books history is the blueprint. If you want to look to something and be like, oh, you know, wouldn't it be nice to just have that for a little bit longer and to at least be able to watch those guys and treasure those guys and bask in the memories like we're doing now? Like that gets harder to do if you're watching, I don't know, some tier two all star who's younger than Chris Middleton, but doesn't necessarily get you to the level you want to be and hasn't already got kind of all the positive memories and all the credit in the bank that Chris Milton has. It's something that obviously in the years ahead, we'll have to talk about a whole lot more and it's not that fun to consider, but I do just think of it, even in watching back, as you say, when highlights come up, like the first celebration, the first celebration in game six, the game is still going. There's like 40 seconds to go and the books that I've got it is Giannis and PJ going and you see that and you're like damn it wouldn't it be great if PJ was still on the team because aside from all the things that we talked about in the playoffs and all season long and last offseason about his actual value as a player and utility he's also just one of those guys you know all of the we dogs that's that's a real part of the story that's something that people are going to remember for a much longer time and the fact that he was a guy that was a rental for a few months, that's all That's all there was. It's kind of sad. He was you know? yeah. like two, three months. Because he was out for a good three weeks after getting traded here. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was yeah. not that long. I don't, I don't know what my general point here is other than, like, treasure the guys who were part of his team. And I guess to bring that up to what we've seen in the past couple of weeks, like, Pat getting extended, Bobby getting extended, all of that is good news. And I think something I mentioned on one of the, the podcasts after that is that's a cool thing for people like young kids who are watching the books and saw the books win a championship and they saw 
Pat Connaughton and Bobby Portis. Their attention may have been on Giannis and Drew and Chris, but those guys were there too. And the fact that they will get to continue to watch the team, they'll get to develop their fandom watching the team with those guys still there. I think that only makes the championship experience all the more special. If those guys get to stay, they get to build legacies. They get to really kind of make Milwaukee home in a way that is real and not just lip service. Like PJ means that when he talks with the love he got from Milwaukee and how special that time was for him. But at the same time, he never really got to feel it. Like he never really got to, he never got to come back as a champion, as a book. And that kind of, that kind of sucks. Yeah. Bring back PJ. It's a little late now, Rohan. They got got tradable salaries. His next deal when he's 40, is it? He's got tradable salaries. That's all I'm saying. There are indeed tradable salaries. Um, He fits perfectly into a Grayson Allen and uh, Jordan Warris. I love love. (laughs) Granted. Only one of the names that you mentioned were on the championship team, but Adam's point is like treasure these guys, treasure that they're on this team. And it's like tradable It's just the instant. Yeah, but, but notice how Ron was like, you know who wasn't on that team? Grace and Allen. Yeah, <laughs> I'm saying the same. Which is also that? true, and I think probably speaks to a lot of our feelings on Grace and Allen. Even last year, a lot of the conversations, like, yeah, he, you are proud of you didn't do that, so you don't have. The leeway. He got to go to the White House. Equity. You don't have the equity. Yes. Yeah, for sure. He did get to go to the White House. That's true. I (laughs) I also forgot how great Bobby Portis was in Game Six. I I remembered. I'm just going to get us right back to the actual the 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 2021 NBA Finals. Like I remember that he closed it right. I remember like you know the the bud when we we yelled about Bud's boldest move ever, which was basically not playing Brook late in that game and, and going with Bobby. I think he played. I think Rohan was pulling up the numbers. Bobby played like a little over 11 minutes. Brooke played like a minute in the fourth quarter of game six. And you kind of remember like Giannis did everything. He had 50 points and two assists. They only scored 105 total, which means he accounted for more than half of the Bucks' production between points and assists, which is very Giannis. You know, Drew struggled a little bit, but he had a lot of assists. Chris had 17 on not great shooting. I kind of forgot Bobby was right there with 16 points. Five fouls, but no turnovers. Three rebounds. Thought he was going to get a technical too. He did get a technical. We thought he was going to get two technicals. Yeah, that's get right. Ejected, yeah. Um, for for he blocked Chris Paul from going to the rest, which is still an all-time great moment. The other tech was dumb and an all-time great moment. He was talking about a forgotten moment. Chris telling Bobby to settle the fuck down after that technical <laughs> just absolutely ruled. I thought that was actually I would rank those three moments. Bobby Bobby pushing Chris Paul out of the way is number one. Right below that, Chris telling Bobby to settle the fuck down. And then Bobby's high step, honestly, not worth the technical. We, oh, I, was, I wanted to bring this up because I just listened to the pod. And I was like, this must have just been tied in the moment. I think that was still in the portion of the pod where you were yelling a lot. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, you know, what? I'll forgive. That was a technical. That's fine. It was a really dumb tactical, but it's fine. It all worked out well. It's, it's I, used, a week I have tech. no idea. It's a week finals tech. tech. Week finals tech. Uh, Bobby with the, way, was just, with the way Devin Booker who gave was who gave the tech? Do we know? Don't Do we, I don't remember. I remember yeah. that. I Bobby think, was just short of like running out of the arena and circling back in. He's like, okay, he was, he was doing a Bo Jackson. Uh, it was I it think, was so exaggerated. It, look, I, it worked out okay, and it got the crowd. That was the whole thing with Bobby Ultra at the playoffs, and he was there. He still is. The officials that night were Tony Brothers, Scott Foster, Eric Lewis. Oh my I, god. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's a Hall of Famer. I don't know. I don't know who uh, between I, brothers and funny. Foster. We've all we've all just decided to just forget that Scott Foster was on the championship closing game against Chris Paul. Oh yeah, I think it's also important that we remember that this series exposed Chris Paul as a little bitch. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, just like isn't no, isn't that a the, former MBPA president now? Yeah, no, just if in the way that like he. Anything was... you want to say about Malcolm Brogdon or <laughs> Jalen Brown? Maybe I don't know. Uh, maybe Jalen. We'll see. Uh, but uh, no, just like he has to be separated. Uh, like he, Bobby has to block him from going to the official. And I'll never get over him pushing Giannis midair. Never get over that in the mm. valley. Never get over that. One of the most dangerous things you can do on a basketball court. Just no, I do. I will not apologize for saying. There goes that Chris Paul. Chris Paul. Exactly. Like, I'm not going to apologize because he deserves it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. That's what happens when point guards go through Phoenix, Jordan. That's yeah. They develop this this rootless streak. That's what got into Eric Bledsoe. <laughs> I actually, it might be worth us talking about the Phoenix Suns at this point because they are kind of you know the revolving doors moment of it all is Look the first the thing on Bud's mind afterward. <laughs> yeah, shout out Bud. Yeah, just yeah, just no. want to say Monty Williams, Monty Williams <laughs> and his stuff. Bud's the best. Um, you look at the kind of mess they're in now with how they handle DeAndre Ayton and now Ayton's back and they can't trade for KD because Ayton's back and just a whole lot of stuff going. You look at the disappointing season they had. That could easily have been the Bucks. You know, 20, it was the, the Bucks. Way. I it know, was the but, Bucks. but if it was the Bucks after not just 2018, but then it happens this time, 
I don't know if you come back from that. I, I don't know if you can come back from that. That's the thing that taking this opportunity, like we know this in terms of obviously Giannis and his future, it just buys so much time for everyone. It buys so much goodwill. But you look at the Suns and the Suns are really good. And that was a really great series. Like I, I think the books have to play some really great basketball. Rohan referenced uh, the Suns. That was game five, their shooting numbers. Yeah. Like that's that's tough to shoot like that and lose a game. Although it's kind of on you. At a certain point, if you do all of that, you lose a game. You've got to have a really good yeah. look at yourself. But I, I do think that's the kind of the darker part of this. And when you look at it's like, what does it mean for the books? And what does it mean that like now we can continue year to year to be like, yeah, well, this team, their goal is to win a championship and they can win a championship. I don't know how much longer the Suns are going to be able to say that. Given can they say it right now? There. Can they say it right now? I mean, this. Mm, so their yeah. second best player is 36, 37. Seven, yeah. Seven. When's the last time he got through a playoffs healthy? Their third best player wants to leave very badly and just spend about a Hates month the team, trying sure. to figure out a way out. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, you know, Monty Williams is a great coach. Bud would never throw a player under the bus like he did with Aiton at the end of their playoff series this last round. The Suns' culture is not strong enough. And, you know, the Bucks winning a championship helps, I think, firm everything up after a year. Adam, you're giving me a look. He threw him under the bus. No, I just, I love, I love that the Suns' culture is not strong enough. It's I not. Love that. Because the implication is, and it's correct, that the Bucks' culture is. I wasn't giving you a look. That was a, That's, that was a legitimate smirk yeah. on my part. I was smirking okay. at the Phoenix Suns. I mean, at, I mean, a lot, a lot of teams. A lot remember, of teams. Remember the guy uh, with the money? Remember the guy with the money? What game was that? <laughs> Uh, the counting. The, Remember the counting? Counting. Giannis yeah. oh, 17 for 19 from free throw in game six might be the most impressive Giannis stat ever, given knowing it's everything about insane. Giannis. It's right up there. Like, that's insane that he did that still. And he dropped the mic in the post-game press conference. Yep. Like they say, I can't make my free throws. I freaking made my free throws, I think was his exact quote. Yeah, I he said, was. I made, I made my, my free throws, throws and now I'm an NBA champion. I think. Yeah. So, he, yeah. He, st- he started to censor himself at that point. Yeah. Listen, he knew his. He knew in the future he needs some money for diapers. Didn't want to pick up too many fines coming his way. I don't think probably don't get fined for that. But anyway, someone gets fined when it happens on ABC <laughs> in the presentation. I think, but FCC comes at you. Yeah, <laughs> but no that that is that is a perfect Giannis. It's I think we can bring this back to Giannis. But you can't you can't go out on a on a game like he had in Game Six. Like you, you can't improve upon it. You really can't. Fifty points made all it'll, the free throws. Just incredible. It'll stand the test of time forever. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think it's he's. It's crazy because he can still top it. I mean, he's that great. He's still very young. The Bucks are in a great position to win another championship, just because Giannis is there. <laughs> yeah, I still don't think anything will top it though. I think it's going to be the first thing that comes to mind. Well, I think especially to – I think the only thing that could now would be like if he's the center of like a three-peat or something like that. I don't think he could top it with one singular series or one singular moment because of the combination of you know the fact that we talked about. I mean back-to-back-to-back games. I didn't really even put this together. I guess realize it in that context, but – the sun block, the value, and then his whole performance in game six was back-to-back-to-back games when the Bucks were down 1-2 going into that first one. 
Game three, I, I feel like we could we, someday we should just do a whole pot on game three. I don't remember much. The Bucks won by a lot. It was the first game back in Milwaukee. Obviously very necessary. Not much sticks out to me about it. I need to go rewatch all of game three. But to back-to-back-to-back games do that to basically clinch the finals is just absolutely insane. And also, it's his first championship. Earlier in that same postseason, we got the worst takes ever. Some the worst franchise player since Andre Drummond was out there, or something like that, which is just a ludicrous thing to say. And Can, so, so do much. We, of, do you need to tell me off air who said that? Or yeah, so much okay. was so much was questioned about him in the net series, and we know what he overcame against Brooklyn, and the whole team did. But the fact and and the Bucks too, the Bucks who hadn't won in fifty years, the Bucks who no one likes to take seriously or care that much or talk that much about. All of those things together. It would take something like ridiculously historic and great. I mean, think of, think of how good he was against Boston until the wheels fell off in Game Seven. But like, he, I think he had like forty-four and twenty and six assists in Game Six against Boston. Like, this is still here, and that's what I was thinking about Adam when you mentioned like, oh, I don't know if they'll ever win another. I still think they will, and it's not as much about the Bucks org, who I think has done a good job recently. It's about that one guy. Like, that's the kind of guy you just bet on to figure it out, which is what happened last year. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, Giannis is like, it's going to be really hard to top that. But if I guess if anyone could find a way, it would be Giannis who has already done the, you know, the things people think are not doable so many times over in his life and career. My only reason for saying that is like, Yo, the yeah, it's, just seen, yeah, which it's, is it's still, hard. It's freaking it's, hard. Yeah. It's, it's not doubting. Like, I think the books are the best team in the NBA. The books will be the best. They're better than the Warriors. Like Warriors are the champs. Congratulations to the Warriors. The books are better. You get everyone healthy. You get those two teams. I'm taking the books. Just getting, as the Warriors themselves know, getting everyone healthy and getting a chance to go and do that. That's not a given. Now, maybe the Warriors are actually a good example to bring up there because it took longer for them to get back there. But guess what? If your guys are good enough, you can get back there even when people are like, oh, the moment has passed. It turns out it hasn't. And that could well be if the books can continue to put competitive teams around Giannis. That might be where you've just got to keep the guys who did it the first time to go back to that point too. Yep. And it's like they'll they'll find kind of later in their career that yet they're still good enough and they have the know-how more important than anything. But to, to go to your point, like it's when you think of Giannis in the 50 and in an individual game like that, his his career high, I, I'm guessing at least one person knows his career high off the top of their head. 52? Yeah, which was the... Sixers, you're, you're a fucking baby. Depends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, huh, talk about a legendary moment. Very memorable. So he's two points off his career high. Um, his career high for free throws made is 19, which he done twice. So he's just two off that. And you look at his playoff career highs. I mean, obviously the points is 50. Um, blocks he had five in that game. I was gonna say yeah. Don't talk about that a whole lot. That's his playoff career high. Obviously, his playoff career high for free throws made. Like, he literally delivered one of the, you know, if you're to, it's the best game of his career. There's no doubt about that. But if you're to take the context of it being the closing game in the finals out of it and just, like, look objectively at numbers, it's it's clear, kind of top two, top three in his entire career. And he produced that when it mattered most. Like, that's... That's not about his ability. That's not about all the, you know, the James Harden. I wish I could, you know, just run and jump and dunk like that. Be seven like, foot. That's that's entirely different. Like that's the thing that says everything about Giannis. 
is the ability to produce that in that moment and to deliver the championship. And we saw in the aftermath everything it meant to him, all of the weight he was carrying with it, um, clearly the feeling of just part of why he stayed is he that was one of the things that I had forgotten too, which in listening back to our our post championship pod was in his press conference, he made the point of he didn't want to let anyone in Milwaukee down. That was one of his main motivations. He didn't want to disappoint anyone, he didn't want to let anyone in Milwaukee down. Stays, delivers that in the biggest stage. It just it doesn't get better. I think one of three players who dropped 50 in the finals on the team that won. Only seven players have done it ever, but I think just Giannis, Bob Pettit, and Michael yes. Jordan did it in a winning effort. The rest, including LeBron's 51 in 2018. Yeah, <laughs> the, the three goats that are commonly commonly cited by people. That's my my personal, you know, NBA Mount Everest. There, the first three faces gone up. I don't know if it's decided on the fourth yet. Maybe we can sneak Kareem in there. Kareem, Kareem. Yeah, I think yeah. Kareem's Kareem's good for four. Uh, uh, but yeah, that's the the history of basketball right there. Pettit, Jordan, Kareem, Giannis. Shout See, out Bob Pettit. Shout out to Bob the Legend, the OG. Um, I think at one point I said, "Who the f cares about Bob Pettit?" On the you, both, you were Sorry. both very rude. I, I, Come along. It's way. not that I did. I, yeah, I was pretty rude. Um, to your point about the Warriors, I do think to the angst about the Bucks, quote unquote, running it back, and we can do other pods about that whole discussion and the off season, and we have also. But like, they are a great example for like, hey, if you have like three or more players who know how to win championships together and they've proven it. Maybe just keep trying it. Maybe just, you know, don't trade Draymond to trade Draymond, right? Like, I think there's a lot of parallels there. I think you look at the Warriors and it's almost not the same thing, but it's like kind of the same idea as like, oh, I'm worried that Drew and Drew and Chris won't be as good. Clay and Draymond weren't nearly as good. And like they found some pieces around it and they just went and won a title because they have. You need to keep evolving. Yeah. Well, and because also you just have a guy in the middle who that can just say, I'm just going to win it now. And that's Steph and, and that's Giannis too. And I do I'll think – to side Kevin Durant after your first <laughs> – Well, yeah, but I mean it's been, it's been yeah, know, four years. It's been four years yeah. since they won it at all with or without him. It's been yeah. a lot longer since they won without him. Um, but yeah, obviously that will help you know add a couple to the tally yeah. for sure. Uh, no question there. I mean, hey, to the Bucks? I was going to say, uh, maybe we can try it out. Jordan Warren. Can we root? Can we mute Rowan every time he does the KD to the books? But I don't, Jordan Moore is still. I can make side. his camera smaller. That's about all the power I have right now. Serge Ibaka. No, no, no! Stop, stop! 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 Why is that? Oh, okay. <laughs> Very strange signing. So the 2021 finals. What what else is on anyone's mind? Um. Obviously, Chick-fil-A. I think it's just, I don't, again, all these things. Yeah, I, I know my first thing was Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is on your mind. But that was the Yana <laughs> celebrating with his 50-piece McNuggets. Also, I think he revealed he wanted half, was it half lemonade, half Sprite? Yeah, extra ice, I think. Yes. Yep. Um. Again, all these things just, they feel very vivid and it still feels like it did not happen i don't know what why i think that's maybe just me <laughs> but i do think I, it's i just, don't think it's just you I, I honestly don't think that's just you it's not, and i think the further we get away from it the more unreal it will feel yeah in part because i think it's just 
there's obviously the track of the Bucks being crappy when Giannis and Chris get to the team. You know, Jason Kidd takes over. They have a crazy win improvement. Then everybody learns that Jason Kidd is not the coach, you know, coach's team to championship. And then it's just the, the steps. And I mean, it was very painful for a lot of those years. <laughs> Even when you go to the conference finals and think it's, there's it's this golden runway to a finals berth because I mean look at how that championship was decided. Yep. And I think everything associated with it, even all the manufactured drama, we I mean we could say that now, but when it came down to Giannis's decision. Pandemic. <laughs> the fact that there's this great season gets disrupted by a worldwide event. <laughs> Probably, probably like uh, I know it had stumbled literally just before that, the two games before. But what was on track to be the greatest season Bucks in season. Bucks regular history? Regu- yes. I've just made a mess of that. The greatest season in Bucks regular season history, um, to be exact. But yeah, and then a pandemic comes along, and then they're playing in the bubble, and then we have everything that happens from there. Like, it's still hard Just, to believe that they that the core of the team made it through what happened in the bubble. That is the kind of thing that breaks cores like very very easily. It did. That's, Bledsoe got traded. We're talking cores. I think he I think, was part of the. I think we. I think we forget he was part of the core. Yeah, he was yeah, the part of the yeah. core that everybody knew had to be traded for like two years at that point. But it didn't break the core in a like. It wouldn't. It would have been a bad idea. But the Bucks could have just been like, "We believe in Eric Bledsoe. We're bringing him back." And I, I don't think within the team, like I, I think this point kind of speaks to just the group of guys and what makes them different to a lot of their rivals, where we just see constant tantrums every year if something doesn't go wrong. I mean, we're seeing that situation play out in other notable Eastern Conference teams right now, where it's like, "Yeah, we got to be traded because of like." That's just not the personality of the group that the books have. So the books themselves were were able to make the choices rather than having their hand forced or having their leverage taken away because the team didn't implode from that. I think would be the way. I to don't know. Fond Maker requested a trade. That was the year before. Um, that was the year. Also, that, that was, was it, early that season. Tom it, was like the best best regular season of books history. Get me out of here. I'm not playing. Um, it would have been such an easy moment for Giannis to leave, though, after the bubble, because I think he would have had one year left. It would have been like, you know, superstars with one year left can get traded pretty easily these days. He could have just left after the year as well. And then he turns around and signs it. I think maybe not surprised, but it's it's one of those things like like all of us in the fourth quarter of game six, like. You know, we're pretty sure it's going to happen, but until we see it, we're not all the way sure it's going to happen. It, it's nice yeah. to actually see it. Um, I wonder. I wonder did the books being so bad in the bubble help make, them make it in easier that to, to write it off? Well, it just would have been the lowest possible note, and it would have left a really sour taste if that was how it ended. And if he was like, you know, I, I want to leave after this, it would have just been like, oh, he's just like everyone else. You know, maybe he's even worse. And Given the way he talks, and again, this idea of he didn't want to let anyone in Milwaukee down, I don't think that kind of would have got past him at all. And just his own personal pride and everything he does, that is not how he would have wanted his book's career to finish. Yeah. Agreed. 
I want to go back. I mean, he didn't to... even play the last game of the bubble, too. Yep. That's the other thing. He was he yep. was out with his, his sprained ankle. God, that series sucked. Yeah. Game two of 2021. Jordan, you talked about the kind of this early. We kind of just gloss over the fact that, you know, they were down 0-2. And there was an element. I remember when they won the Hawks series kind of going in. I was like, that's cool. That's great. Are we just going to watch him get killed? Because we didn't know Giannis' status. And he plays game one, and he looks pretty good, but he didn't look all the way right at all. And I think game two, despite them losing, despite them going down 0-2, I do remember being pretty calm because Giannis puts up 42-12. and 12, And you're mm-hmm. like, okay, Giannis can still do Giannis stuff. Chris and Drew played horrible. But it was like they lost two Phoenix games. It's not a, it's not a killer. I think that was the moment between two and three where I kind of went, you know what? I think they can actually do this thing. And then obviously things really escalate from there. But it is kind of funny to look at the start of that. And like game one, we didn't know if he would play. He does play. He's good, but not not anything close to his typical. And then from game two, I think that was for me game two when you just see him go and score 42 points. It's like, oh my, first off, that should not be possible given what his knee did. Was it less than a week before that or something? Like a week before that game, whatever. And maybe the Bucks do have a chance. It was such a – it's so crazy to look back now because obviously, you know, we know how it ends. But to think about, like, we probably looked like blind optimists going into game three down 0-2 with Giannis coming off that injury. Uh, but I do remember being like, yeah, maybe. If they win this one, there's certainly uh, – it, it's a real series still. Knowing my mentality – sorry. Knowing my mentality, I probably – thought I just would want to see them win a home game at, in the finals. That's probably what it was. <laughs> you were just looking to avoid the sweep. That's... Yeah, or just like that. Yeah, they're happy to be here. Let's take one for the good team, <laughs> for the good side. No, I, I remember feeling that as well. Like you were saying, Ty, right after they won the conference finals. I don't think you were on that pod, Ty. No, I was, I was horribly sunburned. It was July 4th. <laughs> I'll oh, nice. never forget. I watched the game. Was I that was your like, reason for not being on? No, I was also out of town, but I, I wouldn't have been uh, able to okay. do a pod. I was delirious. <laughs> like, it's the worst oh, sunburn like I've ever stroke. had in my life. Right. Yeah, yeah, it was actual. Like, I remember literally the pod almost would have gotten messed up. Like, the last thing I did before passing out was give Rohan the password for the Zoom to host the call. <laughs> I remember he needed I was like, I need to get this to Rohan. I'm like chugging water. It was bad. So, yeah, where's yeah, sunstroke? has got sunstroke right now, too. <laughs> Uh, imagine getting Rahul, did you did you get sunstroke during any game in the net series maybe <laughs> any... nah, i don't get i don't get sunburn i don't get sunburn i feel really? bad i guess yeah i wonder why um uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> i was just trying to make a joke about your nets pot that's all yeah. we browsed out a different uh. <laughs> um but no uh ty you're speaking about game two i want to go back to that real quick that was a version of Giannis that we hadn't really seen before because he was at the point where we talked about Chris and Drew were struggling and they had the picture of them laughing after the game. But it was also like he he was in a mode where he's like, give me the ball and get out of the way. And that was – there was like – I don't remember exactly when it was. I'll go find it. If any of you remember, uh, it's just like Chris Middleton or someone had the ball at the top. Giannis is begging for it, goes at Mikhail Bridges, goes and gets a bucket. For, uh, also, one thing I didn't remember, Mikhail Bridges got absolutely abused in this series. He got picked on defensively, uh, which is wild for someone who was up for defensive play of the year. 
But no, that version of Giannis in game two, it, I had that same sort of inkling like, oh, they might have a shot here because this is this is Giannis being an absolute apex predator. And it was just great to see on the biggest stage. Kind of foreshadowed game six in a lot of ways, which is that's really what game six was. I mean, you watch like the every bucket or like all the Giannis plays from game six. And so much of it is just like, I mean, Drew ends up with 11 assists. I, I need to watch through his assists from that game. Because I think a, a fair bit were like, all right, I'll pass the ball to Giannis in the post and I'll post up for five seconds and just make it work. Like there was not I mean, a lot of pretty basketball by that point. That's not accounting the sh- the shooting fouls that got him to the free throw line. <laughs> right. That's the other been. thing too. Like I have not watched game six in its entirety. I have watched Giannis's like performance of it. It's not very long because a lot of it's at the free throw line and it's not really exciting to watch the free throws <laughs> after the fact. Game six is not a pretty watch after probably oh. the first quarter. It's a oh. slog. No, the first quarter was one of the ugliest things I've ever seen. Yeah, but they at least were winning. It was when it was turning. Uh, it's like, oh. Honestly, the first six minutes, neither team like wanted to be there. They were so afraid of the moments. Yeah. And I remember, like, as if everyone else wasn't nervous enough at Milwaukee and Phoenix watching, it just it made it so much worse. That's my memory. I remember we did our first Twitter space at halftime of that game. Mm, and I was like, yeah. there is no place I want to be less than this right now. I'm going through it. We're on Twitter spaces. And Ty's like, oh, are you feeling good about it? I'm like, just Ty, go away. This is, this is the content time. It was very stressful. Yadis shot 61% during the finals. 61.8% from the field. It's pretty good. It's not bad. I mean... <laughs> no, it's not. It's not bad at all. What's, what was his three-point shooting percentage? Uh, 20. He was 3 for 15. I forgot there was one of those in game six. There's a made three yes. in there. I kind of... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Giannis shoots 61.8% for the finals... Again, game one didn't look like he was really able to move properly. 35.2 points, 13.2 rebounds, five assists, three combined steals and blocks per game. He shot 67.5% on twos. During the I, think, I think one of my favorite parts is like Jay Crowder was a very good Giannis kind of like helper tertiary defender earlier. And earlier in their careers... Aiton was one of the better Giannis one-on-one before the Suns got good. He still was, is. Yeah. Like, even though yeah. that was a big thing. That was a big thing during those two games against the Suns that season. Cause remember that I believe they lost to the Suns by one in both games. One was like the Giannis missed game winner that like Devin Booker said, Oh, we're going to have, if that's the shot that they're going to drop, you know, at the end of the game, we're going to give that to him. 100 times out of 100 or something paraphrasing like that. And then there was some crazy shooting foul, maybe to Jay Crowder that PJ like got in his airspace. It was at, for the home game. Like it was, a, those games were probably one of the more memorable of that season um, in, in large part because of how they ended. But I've, I've even from Aiden's rookie year, like he is always really defending Giannis. He's had trouble with, Guys like Hassan White said, those those are big, thick dudes that just are long and just put up their arms. I 
I'm aware of what I just said. They're mobile. I'm going to help you power through. They're pretty mobile, too. True big guys, Jordan. True big guys. True big Big guys. Big guys who can move. You're exactly right. I just looked it up. They lost both of their games against Phoenix that season by one point. Giannis did have 47 and 11 in one of them. Um, So some, some track record of success there against Phoenix, for Giannis at least. But, yeah, I do think it's... I had someone tell me on Twitter, or just say on Twitter, at some point this past year, like, Oh, it's great that Giannis beat the Suns, but nobody on the Suns was really geared to defend him, like whatever team. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, they were. He's just better. Like it's, yeah, it's how this works. It's like saying, yeah, if only some of the guys on the teams Jordan played in the finals were geared to defend him, they were. But also, in a sense, no one is geared to defend these guys. That's yeah. why they are those guys. Slater yeah. on Mount Rushmore with Bob Pettit. Exactly. Uh, do we have any anything else sticking out? I think overall. It's just like I don't. I've, I've I, got some. I've got some props. I oh think yeah, Jordan let's get, let's get the props too. going. But I've got this is uh where are we there we go. Yep. This is courtesy of Mister Jordan Tresky and all the other fine folks in this call who sent me a package of all sorts mostly of mostly Jordan. Uh, Shout out Jordan. Most Jordan Wisconsin team gifts. This is the paper from the day after. Ooh, Jordan's got the that one. It looks so. Jordan's cool. got the really good stuff. The He's ticket. got the physical ticket, which. You know, I think Jordan's the only person on the planet who has a physical ticket. So Jordan will facilitate <laughs> any and all requests for people who want to get their e-tickets turned into physical tickets. Right, Jordan? Yes. Yes, you can contact me at... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was at a finals game. Did never, again, never thought I would ever be at a finals game. A finals game with the sunblock of all, of all finals games. Yeah, and I think my reaction was like, I thought Giannis didn't play all that well, and then he just pulled that out of his rear end. <laughs> and, yeah, and it's I, like, oh, I yeah. honestly completely forgot you were there for the sunblock. That's... I know, yeah. That's amazing, Jordan. Congratulations. It, thank you. I worked very hard for us. <laughs> um, no, I just... Um, I think to all of the th- all of the steps that they had to take, and just the weird. Again, I have to say this because I am obsessed with Bucks history, and it's Do them it, winning a title has also led me down a rabbit hole that I'd never anticipated going down, and has probably changed how I view the Bucks and fandom in itself too. I guess. Wow, and um, your life. Definitely my life, yes. It has <laughs> changed it in a weird way that I don't really understand, but it's I live it. Um, but the fact that it's the Suns, it's this team, they don't pl- uh, they play, you know I mean, like it goes back to Kareem. Yep. It's the Hawks. They played in Milwaukee and they were terrible for four years and leave. They go to St. Louis and then they go to Atlanta. like all those like little like tie-ins. And of course the Hawks and Giannis too. Like that's another thing. Like there's all these little like wrinkles that are just like, why, how does it happen that, but yeah, of course, but too. Box. Box. Sorry. How does it, <laughs> I just, it's still kind of weird. Just all these like tie-ins that just feel like these little Easter eggs that you find in like i don't know like a marvel movie or these like long series or very multiverse shows game of thrones like yeah, oh, yeah. You and it's like like five books ago we talked about this for two pages now it, it comes up again yeah and that's condensed in this what two month long playoff run not even 
that yeah. just like kept happening over and over again. The fact they while the heat at you know not even a year after just getting demolished by them. Like it's just all these things PJ like PJ Tucker beating every other member of his Houston Rockets starting lineup. Yes. Yeah, yeah that's another that's a thing. Great one. Yeah. Yeah. There was just all those things that just like add up to where <laughs> we are now and just like yeah all that happened and it doesn't still make sense but it happened kind of thing. And now we all get an A on the group project talking about it. Jeff Teague. Jeff Teague. Jeff yes. Teague, NBA champion, just decided to go be a scout. He's done. Shout out to Jeff Teague. Honestly, there's no better way. Game, game six. Nine or – he had points in game six, the Jeff Teague game. Of the conference finals. Conference finals. Multiple, conference multiple, multiple points. <laughs> yes. They wouldn't have got there without him. They it's wouldn't true. have. Jeff Teague, yeah. You have to contribute I'm, somewhat to get a grade on the group project. Otherwise, you just get uh, you, you get you fail because you didn't participate. Your group. I've got one. I've got one last thing. I'm gonna cut Ron off here because please do. I pr- much. <laughs> I much prefer something you said a year ago, Rohan. Oh boy. Uh, which is no, genuinely. This is this is genuine <laughs> heartfelt. I watched back. <laughs> I watched back the in preparation our post championship pod, and a lot of it is a mess. We're encouraging you to go listen. There's some of it. We've just watched the books in the championship. We're very excited. It may not be our finest podcasting, but I do think there's a lot of really good stuff in there, particularly on the back half. And particularly when people start to talk about their own journeys, which this is the self-indulgent part and why this mattered, what it meant to them. And in that, there is an excerpt of Rohan speaking, which is probably one of my favorite. Like it's one of the best quotes from our entire GSPN time, the Eurostep before that. So I don't know if, if Rohan looks nervous. He has no idea where this is going. I don't know if anyone else does. So I'll give you the quote. Rohan, on that faithful podcast, said, it's easy to fall in love with main characters if it's easy to relate to them. And it's really, really cool and inspirational to see a funny kid with the funny name go out there and do the fucking thing. It makes you think that anything's possible. And I watched that back. I remember it at the time. I was... I was that close. We can go watch it on YouTube to just becoming like a blubbering mess on YouTube <laughs> right at the time. And that's, I, I still remember it because that's, that's a moment where it's like, yeah, that's where it hits. We were doing a podcast. We were talking about it. And I don't think it had kind of just kind of set in like what it means, what it means to people. So shout out to Rohan. That's one of my favorite moments in the history of the pod. That hey. is a very good quote. Thank you. Did you, thank you. Did you just thank him for your good quote? <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the most time-windish move you've ever had. I just remember, I still have the... Jordan still has the wine that he showed that us. I drank from the, that night. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Make sure you're watching on YouTube, by the way. Do yeah. Do both. Cook the books. My, my new goal is to have a quote good enough for Adam to read it a year later. That's, that's sick. It was yeah, a great quote, though. That's, the quote deserved it. We might have to clip that and put that out. The Bucks yeah, might need think. to win a championship for you, Ty, to get yours. Yeah. I think hey. they should. Ro- uh, Rohan, like Giannis, you know, he, he stepped up to the moment. He elevated his game for the biggest moment. That's the thing. I will say, I think as it would be great if they win another championship. Yeah, hot take. That would be, that'd be very great. I don't know if it would – I think it would be – we would obviously reflect and be joyous, all that stuff. I think – the fact that the way that it happened and all the surrounding things, and even just like, even now, like I live in Milwaukee and I, you know, 
it's still a very huge source of pride. And there's not a lot of things that can do that now, really. Like that, you know what I mean? Like not to get all, I don't know. <laughs> but it's just like, there's just not that kind of unifying thing that could bring things together or have like commonalities between people that you just don't know. Yeah. But if you see someone wearing a Bucks championship hat or whatever. Hey, go Bucks. And yeah, that, that kind of thing that happened. And it just, you know, it's a bond that you share because you saw it. And it's that stuff is just going to exist for the rest of the time or for how long we're on this earth. I hate to tell you, it's like Jordan is the leader in the clubhouse for the quote that I read a year. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's a great one. That's Listen, that's... You can't can't win them all. Uh, sometimes you're Pat Connaughton, you have a great series, but maybe you know you don't cap it off the greatest. Light life goes on, and and now Pat is more rafters bound than ever. If you see someone in Bucks gear, or you just see Rohan and know him to be a Bucks fan, but obviously he, he won't, won't be see him wearing, in Bucks gear. Won't be wearing Bucks yeah. gear because he doesn't do that. But uh, or someone in Bucks gear or Rohan, you can reminisce on the championship with. I think it'll the the only way I could see one surpassing this. Is and we'll take it, I guess, back to the Warriors again. The team that won last is kind of always on your mind. It's like the first one, and then you don't want to say the last one. You don't know if their window is actually done. We thought it was, and clearly it wasn't. But like one after some real, you know, one when it seems like you're done, and if you can come back yeah. again, I think that is, I think every Warriors fan would agree 22 and 15 in some order are the best two. And then the KD ones, it's like, yeah, sure, whatever. It's different, but I think something like that, maybe, you know, maybe like, if it the, seems like, like the 14 Spurs. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yep. You need some kind of time. Yeah. In between to like when you thought your title window was gone or, you know, at least every, everyone changed. outside of the building did. Right. Everybody outside of your building is like, yeah, they're not going to do it. If the Bucks can have and hopefully, you know, hopefully there's a bunch more and then we can get one like yeah, that. But, but it's that was that, going to be my counterpoint. Yeah. Like if they win a next year, then the jewelry comes from a completely different thing. Oh yeah, I listen. We're going to enjoy two all three the years. They've got two so. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's let's not get too picky. But uh, there is like that. Uh, that is, I think, the fun thing about a championship is you will always find a way to spin it. And in the moment, you'll always be like, "This is the best one." It takes real time and distance to actually work that out and make that decision. Yeah, but. I think any championship in the now, everyone's going to, this is the best one. And it's perfect for whatever reasons happen to come up in that moment. Like, I don't know if there'll ever be one quite a storybook. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. That goes to Jordan's point and going through all of the things that kind of just came around with historical, historical relevance, um, things that had kind of cropped up along the journey for so many figures. Like, I, I mentioned Bud when, when Jordan was saying that. Remember Bud being lifted up by Vin Baker? Remember that amazing photo after they beat the Hawks in Atlanta? And you think of how that went down for Bud. And it's like like stuff like that. That's We don't think a whole lot about that because that's an individual Bud moment. Of course, I think a lot about that. Uh, but that's that's really cool. Like, And it was just a journey. PJs, as we touched on, that was filled with so many bits of that. So many things that meant so much collectively for the team, conquering the heat like in the way that they did, um, and getting past that. The only thing that was missing, you know, would be the sweetest to me. And I, you know, I think the Raptors suck, so I don't think this is possible. Uh, let's let's get one where they can like I don't know sweep the Raptors in the conference finals. That's that's the only thing on the list 
if we're kind of we're checking off all of these old old nemesis. Give us Kawhi but, in the finals. Or yeah, there we go. Now you're talking. Let's get the new season started. Let's avenge get that out. summer league loss. God, let's not talk about that one. We talked about like Giannis, all the historical category he put himself in. There's like 35 coaches ever who have won a title. Shout out to Bud for for being one of. There's not many because a couple guys are a little greedy with a lot of them to themselves. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty cool. And it, he still will not get the respect he deserves. It happens. Should have played Javon Carter. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, with Bud at this point. I agree completely. Yeah, he should have. The point I was going to make, which has just been proven, is I think if Bud won a second, he still wouldn't get the respect he deserves. Just people have long decided how they're going to feel about that. That's fine. He's not going to be perfect. He's not going to be perfect, but he's good enough, clearly. Who is? Who is? Giannis is not a coach, and we've seen him as a as a GM for All Star Games. <laughs> oh God! If KD gets, if KD goes west, Giannis is okay. All Star captain again. <laughs> All right. Well, I think Giannis <laughs> is going to be All Star captain again anyway. At this point, with what's going on there, but I, I think that uh, is there. Is there anything else to talk about the 2021? Enjoy it. Yeah. Reminisce. Yeah. Be Wait, happy. I've got. I've it's got one thing. more quote. It's from Ty Wh- Oh no, boy. I'm joking. Oh. I'm joking. oh, oh. <laughs> I will say actually one Sorry, thing. Ty. One, one oh. last thing. One last thing before we hand over to Rohan for the outro. If you've got a favorite moment, please share it with us wherever you you want to. We've got our Discord, of course. You can get in there, gspn.info. I won't do all the plugs, Rohan. Don't worry. But wherever you communicate with us, I know there's all sorts of places. Share your favorite. I, I think that'd be cool too if we hear everybody else's sure. favorite moments, best memories um, to to celebrate this because we should. I mean, we should we should do it up. The Bucks don't win a championship every year. Milwaukee doesn't win one. Every five basically wins one every five decades so far. So let's enjoy this. Can I enjoy do a plug here? Yes, no. please do. Yes, Jordan and I did. Yes, I we did five, six episodes of yeah. a fans of the yeah. champ series where we just got some people we know from talking book stuff over the years. We got them on the pod and we got them to talk about their own personal experience and feeling of it, how they watched the games, what were the moments for them, the journeys of their books fandom, and honestly. We planned to do some more and it didn't quite just come together for us, but they were so much fun. It was so cool listening to people talk about that. So if you didn't check them out, they're on the GSPN feed. You've got a bit of scrolling back to do, uh, but it's the off season now. If you want to do some more reminiscing, particularly this week of all weeks about the books, winning a championship, go back, check out our winning six episodes, fans of the champs. There's a lot of really good stuff in there. For sure. Make sure you check out everything. GSPN.info. Like you said, Ty, you can find everything there. Podcast platform if you're listening, if you're watching on YouTube. The YouTube if you're doing podcast platform. Do both. Cook the books. Uh, yeah, <laughs> do that. Make sure you leave a five-star rating and review wherever you can. Make sure you like, subscribe, wherever you're consuming this content. But yes, make sure you do uh, send us however you want to. Send us your favorite moments. We'd love to reminisce with you because at the end, at the end of it, these are happy things. This is why we're going back to it. People should be happy. You know? I feel like that's a good thing. Enjoy your life. Do that. How about that? Hopefully we can be a part of that too. Pod random and we will talk to you next time. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. 
That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.